morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Chalk Talk with Kim Davis. I am your host, Kim Davis. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is September the 6th. You know what that means? Labor Day was yesterday, which means it is football season. I am so excited. But there's also a lot of other things happening. Uh, the U.S. Open is in literally in full swing. This is week two. And Serena Williams played her, what we believe is her final professional match last week. She lost in the third round. It was a, it was one heck of a match. It was a great match. She fought hard um, and she looked great. She hasn't played much this year and uh, she will be 41 years old very soon. And so for those of you who may have seen the match and are saying, well, no, nah, Kim, she looked like she should still go. You know, she's 41 years old and that's not old, trust me, but your body time does matter, right? It does matter in terms of what your body can do and how much you have to put in to be able to compete and run and play at that level. And so good for her for going out at her favorite tournament, um, the U.S. Open did great highlights on her. They gave her kind of a ceremony on the first night of the her first match, and then, of course, again on the second night. And then the last night, she got a chance to, even though she, in a, she lost, which usually the only the winner speaks, she got a chance to address the crowd. And I would just say go back and pull up some of those comments and, and what she said on, um, on YouTube or any of the social platforms. I would play them here, but I'm still kind of navigating with Facebook and YouTube about me playing videos. Um, from places like the U.S. Open. So check them out. It was pretty amazing. But here's what I say. Also, if you have not watched any of the U.S. Open yet, check it out. There are still some great tennis. And you may say, Kim, I'm not really into tennis. I just like Serena. So now, now you can like Coco Goff if you haven't already started liking her. She's an 18-year-old American. She's got a great, a bright future. She is still playing. She is uh, advanced to the quarterfinals. She plays later today. And there's also another American, Francis uh, TFO, who beat Rafael Nadal in the third round to advance to the quarterfinals. Francis has really been playing well lately. Um, one of the things with Francis, he's super talented. Sometimes his emotions would get the best of him, but he's been able to hone that in, use that for his good, and it's exciting. Um, so two people to check out, still support. There's a lot of great tennis being played. And then there's an Australian who, for those of you who like kind of the bad boy image, although I will say in his last match, he seemed to keep it pretty much under control. And that's uh, a Nick Kyrgios. Exciting. And, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, okay? But if by chance Francis keeps winning, TFO, and Nick Kyrgios keeps winning, they would meet in the finals. And what a match that would be. But they got to get there first. So um, Kyrgios plays today. Coco Goff plays today. So yay. Um, it's exciting. So check it out if you haven't seen it. I'm excited about today's show. We have a special guest joining us. Um, long overdue. That's my fault, not his. Coach Johnny Jones from Texas Southern University. He's going to be joining us in about 10 or 10 or 15 minutes. And so I saw him last week at the, the Labor Day Classic luncheon. And I said, okay, coach, next week. And I've known Coach Jones for a really long time. And I said I was going to do better at getting, supporting um, and checking out their games. 
you know, I, I talk about him here, but actually getting out to the games and making sure that you guys get to hear from him as well. So speaking of the Labor Day Classic, it was Bubba McDowell, a friend of the show, a longtime friend of mine. I covered Bubba McDowell when I was just starting in my career as a reporter, and he was um, playing for the Houston Oilers. That's how long I've known Bubba McDowell. And he's the same person, probably more grown up, knows more about coaching and running a program, but he's the same person as he was all those years ago. So although you guys know I'm a huge fan of Texas Southern University, I also am a fan of Prairie View. And so I'm just, I want to say congratulations to the Panthers and especially to Bubba McDowell in getting a, a victory in his debut as a college head coach. He's been coaching in college for, I believe, 11 years, but this is his first time as the head coach, so good to him. Uh, and, you know, Coach McKinney over at TSU, those guys played hard, fought hard, and hopefully they will, you know, be victorious moving forward. So I wanted to mention to talk about the Labor Day Classic. We're going to talk a, a lot more about football a little later in the show. I want to tell you also that I have pinned in the chat the link for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've been threatening to just be on YouTube, but I really can't go there because I haven't really been telling you guys and making it easy for you to get to YouTube. So I need you to go to YouTube and subscribe so that you will get notifications about the show. You'll find out what's coming on. It's a reminder that we are coming on. And I am really, 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 really close to being able to share the announcement that I've been working on for about the last, I don't know, four or five months. But until we have a signed deal and I have something definitive to share with you, just know I'm working on it. And during football season, and baseball season is winding down, but postseason, I am going to do just some pop-up lives on Instagram. And um, so y'all just stay on the lookout. So if you're not following me on Instagram, please do that. It's Kim Y. Davis Media. And follow me on Twitter also as at Kim Y. Davis. So I'm pretty easy to find across all of my platforms. It's Kim, some version of Kim Y. Davis, Kim Y. Davis Media. Okay, because obviously Kim Davis, super popular as a name. And so I have to throw that Y in there. So Kim Y. Davis, Kim Y. Davis Media. Uchenna, hello, my friend. It's been a while. It's great to see you. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of Chalk Talk. Good morning to our uh, resident legal expert, Charles Lamar Drayton. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you both uh, being a part of the audience today. So listen, want to talk a little baseball before Coach Jones joins us. The Houston Astros, um, hey, good morning, Marcus. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being a part of the show. The Houston Astros have won seven out of their last 10 games. They're seven and three over their last 10 games. They are winning. They're, they have an 11-game lead over Seattle in the American League West. They have now increased their lead over the Yankees in the American League for best record in the American League to six games. Listen, and they are continuing to make their way toward postseason, right? I'm really, y'all know how I feel about the Astros, but you really shouldn't know how I feel about Dusty Baker. You know, I, I can be objective in covering them, but I will tell you that I really want to see Dusty Baker get his chip. I'd like for them to get a championship. I'm a Houstonian. Of course, I'd like for the Astros to win. I'd like for them to silence critics 
across baseball and really more so on the East Coast because it's that East Coast media bias that's been ragging on the Astros about the cheating scandal, right? The people who are so in love with the Yankees. I'm not going to get into the, the hypocrisy of that, but I'm just saying it. I'd love it for the Astros to win it and to win it with Dusty Baker. I think he just, he deserves to be a Super Bowl champion. He is going to be a Hall of Famer. <sighs> I happen to work in a market where I don't know why so much of the media, and I, I don't even get into what people are saying on Twitter because y'all do know that while Twitter is a great place to get some information, it's not really the real world. Y'all know that, right? Because the Chalk Talk audience is the most informed audience. And I just want to make sure y'all know that's not really the real world. But at any rate, I digress. Why they, why they just hate on Dusty so much? It's really perplexing you know you would think that they had lost 100 games and they were just oh my god he's an embarrassment dusty baker is the real deal and i hope this team is able to win it with <clears throat> the talent that they've amassed the the, the 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 managing that dusty puts into it uh, last night they won at home they they opened a six game homestand i will be out there tonight so follow me on facebook and twitter i'll give you some some updates. I'm not going to tell you every pitch hit and run, but I will give you some interesting facts throughout the game. Um, they're playing the Rangers. It was a 1-0 win last night, and Hunter Brown was called up from AAA, from the Space Cowboys in Sugar Land. He got his major. He made his major league debut last night. He got the start. He pitched six shutout innings. Um, gave up three hits, I believe, and maybe only one walk. I'm not looking at his numbers, but I think that's that was that was how it went. It was a really a good outing. And his, he said, he said, listen, Maldi called a great game. And how they get that run one? I think it was an RBI single by Martin Maldonado. For all those who think his offense isn't good enough, um, understanding baseball and knowing that what he what he brings to this team is more than run production. Right, it is calling the games, and he is a big reason why these pitchers are able to play so well. There were a lot of interesting memes last night, guys, on on Twitter and other platforms that were showing not memes, but kind of comparisons that were showing the mechanics of Hunter Brown, matching him up, kind of either overlaying it or lining him up with the Justin Verlander, and it's similar. I mean, we're not saying he's going to be Justin. But it was similar. It was really kind of cool to see. So you can um, go back and check that out. I will I will pull some and post them. I, I retweeted some. I'll post it if you're following me on my other platform. So I will do that as well. So listen, over the weekend, there was some football. I'm going to talk about the NFL and the Texans a little bit later. I also want to start with a little bit more about college football. I told you about the Labor Day Classic, that uh, PV1 but we're going to talk about that LSU-Florida State game a little bit later. That was one of the craziest, most chaotic finishes ever. And But if you are an LSU fan or you know somebody who's an LSU fan, y'all stop threatening those kids. Are y'all really out there threatening those players? And because they lost that game, I don't think you should threaten the coaches, but you, know, you might want to holler at some of those coaches. <laughs> but don't threaten those players. It's just a game. I know that you're passionate. I worked in New Orleans and covered LSU for a while, but don't be those people. Anyway, 
we'll get back to football a little bit later. Now I'm super excited to bring in um, a guest that is way overdue. And again, that is not his fault. It's mine. And um, before he comes in, I have to also take care of some of the business of the show. And that is to tell you that today's show is brought to you in part by Jinka, their longtime supporters of Chalk Talk. It is a product that's great for inflammation, anything that kind of ails you. Turmeric paste is what it is. And turmeric is one of the great healers of all time. It's a natural healer. And so Jinka, if you're in the Houston area, Southern Texas, you can get it at HEB or you can get it online. But if you're in Houston, here's where you find it at HEB. Here at HEB in the healthy living department, the probiotics, you can find Jinka seven days a week. All right, that's Jinka. Those are our good friends. Now I'm going to bring in uh, one of my all-time favorite coaches and favorite people is Coach Johnny Jones, head Miss Basketball Coach at Texas Seven. Coach, good morning, and thank you for being on Chalk Talk with me today. Good morning, Ms. Davis, and I certainly appreciate you having me on and uh, spending time with us. You just, you just muted yourself, Coach. I'm going to have those kids talking about you like, y'all coach can't even operate his, uh, his computer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> so, um, first of all, welcome. I know I was way overdue. I told the audience this is not your fault, it's mine. If I had asked you at any point, you'd be here. So we're going to do better letting the audience hear from Coach Johnny Jones because we do a lot of talk about TSU on this program. So, first of all, this is going into what season is it for you, Coach, at TSU? I was about to start my fifth season. It's about to start your fifth season. And so one of the things I want to ask you about before we start talking about what we can expect from your team this season is there's a lot of excitement about around HBCUs and conversation about HBCUs and PWIs and, and, and encouraging young players, some of the more, ta more talented players who may sometimes overlook HBCUs to go to HBCUs. You have coached both places. You've coached at PWIs, you're coaching at, at an HBCU. What is the primary difference at the at the institutions? I just think uh, some of the resources uh, that, that are available uh, because of the fact that uh, when you're at a, uh, say, for instance, a Power 5 school, the amount of money that's just coming primarily even just from the being in the conference, uh, utilize um, SEC, for an instance, uh, the conference office in each um, institution, probably about 40 million dollars uh, at the beginning of the year because that's what's uh, divvied out amongst the schools because of the TV packages. Then you get to, um, I would say, the other big thing would possibly be facilities uh, that are available to them, be it a practice gym, the uh, uh, weight facilities, living areas, all those kind of things. So there's a, a difference, a slightly difference there, but at the same time, uh, those things could become a disadvantage uh, sometime at the end of the day. Uh, for you because having access to so much, you lose focus uh, of the main thing. Uh, and the main thing are these young kids, or the young people uh, that are in your program uh, at the end of the day that uh, they're there to, one, um, get an education, continue to grow as people, and um, uh, try to be the best that they can be uh, on and off of the basket, on, off the uh, floor as well. So even, even with that in mind, you have been able to be very successful thus far at Texas Southern University. Um, each season, I know that just getting to 
the tournament is not enough. You'd like to see your team advance and, and go further. But how have you been able to to kind of navigate the space? And you also don't shy away from playing some of these Power Five schools, or these big schools in preseason. Does that help your program gain an edge? No, absolutely. I think uh, playing a very difficult and challenging schedule is always fun. One, the kids that we recruit, high-level kids, they like uh, playing in, in those type of conditions and in those type of uh, programs. Uh, and they want to play against the top teams in the country uh, as well. And I think it conditions and prepares us for a very tough and grueling schedule uh, and conference schedule at the end of the day as well. So uh, we're, we're, we're excited about it, and that's what we look forward to, and we love the uh, challenge. And me as a coach, I love the challenge. I think that I go out right now and we recruit the right type young men uh, to come into the program, uh, one that can play and excel uh, at a certain level, really buy into what we're trying to do. We don't just try to go out and recruit the best athletes that are out there. We have to recruit the right fit. Uh, fair program, meaning that guys going to come in, take care of the business on the academic side and buy into what we're trying to do. And it's going to be about us, not about I um, at the end of the day. And it gives us an opportunity to succeed, play at a high level. Uh, these guys come together and uh, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, the program has been good. And uh, Coach Mike Davis did an excellent job uh, when he was here. And um, we've just tried to continue uh, taking it to new heights and a different level. Uh, as well. And uh, we've been very fortunate to bring the type of young men in here to do that. I'm talking with Coach Johnny Jones, the head men's basketball coach at Texas Southern University. In case you don't know, they play in the SWAC. If you don't know, don't tell nobody. Just, just, <laughs> just don't tell anybody. Coach, how has the NIL um, impacted or affected you, your players? Have you had to deal with it much? How has that, that made a difference in terms of with your team? We've been fortunate uh, or unfortunate since sometime for the young men uh, that are in our program because you want them to be able to benefit from their name, Im image, and likeness. And I think it's uh, great that around the country that they've uh, tried to figure it out. I'm not sure if it's all done the right way. I think there's a lot of tweaking that has to go on because I think they're way out of bounds in the way that it's really done right now. And I think it's going to hurt and hinder instead of help. Uh, if it continue down the same lines that, that they're going right now. But a fair program, it doesn't uh, really affect us as much because of the teams or people that we generally recruit against. They don't have privy to or access to the name, image, and likeness of what it was supposed to be uh, on the front end in terms of the kids going out there and uh, because of their uh, um, following or whatever that they would be able to subscribe to a people uh, to have them uh, as – business associates in a sense they're able to pay it's it's totally changed from what it was or what it was meant for uh, right now but uh, our kids are not as privy we have a couple on our on our team right now that have access to it that uh, have done uh, extremely well and one in particular i'll let you try to figure out uh, who that would possibly be <laughs> is but, his last uh, name on eel yes yeah, something <laughs> like that it, it, it rhymes <laughs> so uh but at the end of the day we we um uh, I don't think they really focus on that. I uh, saw uh, one of the football coaches the other day in, in, in talking about the NIL, and he's saying these kids have lost focus uh, because of that. And they really uh, – Oh, you muted yourself again. There you go. should be concentrating more on the, um, on the um, 
NFL instead of the NIL, and uh, they've really lost focus. So that those things happen. Sometimes those things get in the way, uh, but that certainly hadn't happened in our instance. So let's talk about what who you have coming back, uh, who's new, and what you expect and what fans can expect from uh, Tiger basketball this fall. What players what, – what, what do you expect – well, I know you all expect to win SWAC, right? But what are you expecting really from your team – this team coming into this season? We're going to really be excited. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we'll probably be a little bit younger uh, than I've been in the past. Uh, even saying that, uh, our starting lineup may be as old as the Rockets. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's fair. Those, those guys out there. But across the board, uh, where we've been, where we've had uh, junior, senior, and grad transfer uh, a type of lineup. Uh, we won't have that uh, is in depth. We had a, a very strong uh, team last year, and uh, seven of those guys are gone and uh, have left the uh, program and graduated and moved out and uh, gone overseas. Some of them and playing professionally, uh, which is a good deal. It's exciting for us. But five of those guys uh, that started on and off fours last year are back in the program uh, this season, which. Uh, mean that we will still have some experience on the floor. We had three guys that uh, will be new faces uh, for you uh, this year that uh, redshirted uh, last year, and that would be um, uh, Kobe Granger, our athletic director's uh, son, would be one of those guys, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son he, uh, is, as well, Shakir O'Neal, who uh, redshirted for us uh, last year. And then we had a red shirt, uh, Keelan Farouk, who uh, we think did has really done a tremendous job during the offseason. So those guys will be new faces for us uh, from last year's basketball team. And uh, we're excited about the new uh, guys that we have coming in uh, this year as well. We had one other guy, Grayson Carter, I'm sorry, uh, that red shirt last year that transferred from Georgetown to um, uh, UT Arlington um, uh, prior to coming here, 6'10", 235 pounds. Uh, it's going to be a great addition uh, to our basketball team this year with the things that he can do. And he'll bring an added dimension that we haven't had uh, in the past with our, back, uh, with our guys. But uh, when you have the likes of John, uh, uh, John Walker uh, returning, who's an all-conference caliber player, 6'10", uh, did a lot for us last year, small forward, and called Nicholas do, uh, did a tremendous job for us last year playing at the center spot and been our MVP of the uh, conference tournament. Uh, P.J. Uh, Henry did an excellent job last year coming on at the point guard force. He's back. And also Jordan Gilliam, who started a lot at the uh, two fours and uh, really played some some point guard force as well. But the guy who's probably have come on the most and has been uh, maybe a huge bright spot for us, played sparingly last year as a freshman, uh, David Borns. Uh, done a tremendous job and played in the um, summer league there in the Fundy League. And I think on three or four different occasions, uh, he was named player of the year, a uh, player of the week uh, in, in the uh, league over there. So those things give us something to be excited about uh, with, uh, with our team um, coming up this season. So when do you guys start practice and when do you, when do you start play? Well, we actually start practice, I think uh, around September 20. Uh, 628, uh, one of those days. We'll start playing November um, 7th will be our first game, and that'll be out in um, San Francisco. We'll go on the road to San Francisco and, 
in play there. So uh, we're practicing right now. I say practicing. We've got individual skill work, uh, which we can put in about eight hours a week, which is really exciting, uh, really, for our guys and, and, and being able to get out there on the floor. And we're utilizing that time now and trying to do a lot of breakdown drills and, and help our guys that weren't here last year become familiar with our program. Uh, the guys who were here last year trying to uh, make sure that we are working on the things that they probably uh, were great at and then trying to improve on some areas uh, where they, we felt like they can con- continue to get better and uh, help our program as we continue to move forward. But our schedule is going to be uh, tough, uh, like it's always been. Uh, we'll uh, have um, opportunities to go on the road and play at uh, Auburn. Uh, we'll go to Kansas, who knocked us out of the NSA tournament uh, a year ago. We'll play at Texas Tech, and we've got cross town. Uh, well, not cross town. You would say that in most instances, but we get a chance to go across the street and play University of Houston uh, this year. And because of that, uh, because of the MT that we're invited to to play in with them, We'll also have Oral Roberts come and play at our place, something that doesn't happen. And because of our uh, commissioner, uh, Charles McClellan, has done a tremendous job of creating this relationship with the uh, Pac-10, and we're going to have Arizona State come and play at our place uh, this year as well. So uh, and then we'll have a couple of D2 games. So we'll have four home games, something we haven't done uh, since I've been here, and it's something that hadn't been done in a long time, mm-hmm. having home games because of the guarantees you have to pay. But our uh, um, VP of Athletics, Granger, and our Madam President have done a tremendous job of trying to put back into our program uh, funding-wise to prevent us from having to go on the road playing such a grueling schedule all the time. And I think it's going to be an exciting time a win-win situation, not only for our players, but our fans alike, who generally don't get an opportunity to see us until January uh, because of our schedule plan on the road. Well, first of all, congratulations, because that is exciting. I've covered TSU a long time, and I can't remember when um, there have been home games in preseason, if you will. And to have, a, have schools like Arizona State come into your building is exciting. So now we have to make sure that we, we get the word out so that you can pack the Pack the house because you right. you want to you want to make it make it be a home event home advantage home to a home court advantage. Let me ask you something, Coach. So um, you mentioned you know we know that Shaquille O'Neal's son Shakir has has joined joined the program and was redshirt and play this year. Not that you want to make a difference between players, but you've seen players like you know um, Dion's son, of course, is playing at Jackson State. And some of these Hall of Fame, you know, uh, parents push their kids or at least allow their kids, however it works, to go to HBCUs. How important is that? And what does it mean for the program to have that kind of support? And I guess just confidence in, in you. And I know you have a history with Shaq back from the LSU days, but what does that mean for your program? We're excited anytime you have uh, someone that showed that type of confidence and you've been following you uh, for a long time. And it's, a lot of these things are built on relationships, a lot of recruiting is built on relationships. And when we had an opportunity to discuss and talk about uh, Shakir coming here and joining us, uh, his dad was extremely excited about it, and uh, Shakir was extremely excited about it. Um, I'm uh, It give me reason to be excited because of the fact that uh, when people are hungry and have a certain desire uh, to play or exceed, it's certain things, some great things can happen for them. And uh, it can't be what his dad wants for him. It's got to be what he wants. And he's uh, one of those young men that uh, we redshirted last year. 
He saw how our program works, uh, how hard our guys work, what it means to be in the weight room, what it means to be doing your condition and all those things. And he's really bought in and done an excellent job and come back with um, a certain vision and focus uh, that I think is really going to help him. And sometimes these kids, uh, you get them and you see them, uh, they rely so much on what the parents have done and fail to put in the work. And uh, when you find those that are hungry and and uh, wanting to achieve certain things and, and be at a certain uh, place, uh, that's when you have a great deal of success. It doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but I think he start put in starting to put in the work uh, that's going to allow him to be the best version of himself. And that's all we can ask. We can't ask him to go be his dad or, or Michael Jordan kids go be like their dad or whatever. But if they can just come out and be the best version of themselves, uh, that's going to be more than enough for them to achieve goals and help us uh, win basketball games and to be able to see them succeed. Talking with head coach Johnny Jones from the Texas Southern University men's basketball program. Coach, before I let you go, I've just got to ask you, how good can you how good can you guys be this year? Uh, should fans expect to see you back in the tournament as, you know, the Final Four is here next spring? But how good can this, this year's Tiger basketball team be? Well, we're going to be on the same type mission. I can just tell you, when we put our hand in that huddle, uh, when we circle up around half court that first day of practice, yeah, when we're sitting there at team meetings, uh, exactly what you just said. The Final Four is back here in Houston, um, and, 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 and so uh, that's going to be our mission, uh, to try to be a part of that, and that's special. And any time uh, that's not my desire or want or, or how I feel, I probably need to get out of the business. And the, the, the team that I'm coaching, uh, not driven that way and excited or trying to, to reach that goal, uh, we've got the wrong type guys in the uh, program. Uh, so that'll be our mission. So at the end of the day, absolutely, we feel like we're the type of team uh, that will be very competitive. Uh, again, we're very fortunate. Uh, sometime when you have an opportunity to go into a restaurant, uh, it can be new to you at times, and you have a chance to sit down, put your feet under the table, and share a great meal and eat. Uh, you have a desire to want to get back there, and you don't want anything to, to get in your way. So you work extremely hard so you don't have to stop by one of those places on the way there, you want to get back to the destination because you knew how it tastes uh, before. That's our mission, to get back there. Uh, again, we know what it tastes like, and now we want to go for more inexpensive uh, meal and order something different on the menu, meaning that we want to continue to try to advance uh, once we get there. So. <laughs> but we're excited about it. We think that we got a chance to be really good. Uh, again, we've got great guys in the program. We've had uh, great recruiting. You had good guys really sitting out. So it give us reason to be enthusiastic and something our fans should really, really be excited about. And at the end of the day, we want to do the best that we can for our students and their fans and their university here and for the city. Uh, be the best that we can be because we owe them that. And we certainly are going to put forth that effort to be back there. Well, listen, if it can be done, I know that you will get it done. So uh, I appreciate you, Coach, uh, joining me for today. We'll have to do it again soon. I hope to be out when you guys uh, start practice so that I can uh, kind of catch you from the beginning. But in advance, have a great season. Good luck. And we will continue to, to kind of talk about Texas Southern University sports and remind people how they can be a part of it. So thank you so much, my friend. I certainly appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me and go Tigers. All right. All right. Thank you so much. That was head coach 
Johnny Jones from Texas Southern University men's basketball team. You hear me talk about them all the time and the work that he is doing as well as the rest of the university. I talk to talk about basketball, but listen, um, so I'm going to encourage you now, if you are in the Houston area, especially for those of you who are alums of Texas Southern University, go out and buy some tickets, right? Start with football. Go out and support some of those games, but definitely support what they're doing in basketball. You should support across the board. We've got to do a better job of doing that. So special thanks to um, Coach Jones for joining me today. He told me he would, and I said I was going to do better about um, being present uh, at Texas Southern, and I appreciate him helping me do that. Okay, so um, I told you about Jinka. I've also got to remind you that today's show was brought to you by Kimmy Treats. You can buy Kimmy Treats if you're in Houston at Sunshine's Vegan Deli. There are now two locations. The original location or the, the location that's been around for a while is on Old Spanish Trail, kind of in the medical center area. And the other location, the newest location, which opened the uh, end of the spring before the summer on Lockwood in Fifth Ward. So you've got a lot of options of where you can go in and get not just Kimmy treats, but some great um, healthy food, vegan food. Check it out. And if you say, you know what, Kim, I'd like to try some Kimmy treats. I mean, your popcorn sounds amazing, but I'm not in Houston. It's okay. You can go online and to KimmyTreats.com and you can put in an order. We ship all over the country. So put your order in today and get your Kimmy treats. Get it in time so that you can, uh, whatever you're watching this weekend, basketball, I mean, baseball or, or football, college or pros, whatever it is you're doing, just straight up chilling, watching some movies, get your trimmy Kimmy treats so that you will be uh, ready for the weekend. All right, so let's hop back to a little football. The Houston Texans um, opened their season at home this weekend. They host a division rival team, the Indianapolis Colts. They weren't good against the Colts last year. Really, they haven't been the last couple of years. And the Colts have always been a tough matchup for this Texans team, even when they were, when we knew them as a playoff team. So they open it at home at NRG Stadium this Sunday. Jonathan Taylor, uh, best running back in the league last year. They've got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. We'll see what he has left. We know historically what Matt Ryan has brought to uh, to his team. But yesterday after practice, got a chance to talk with head coach Levy Smith. And he's first, before we get to talking about the game, uh, let me start with the Texans and went down to Uvalde uh, as a show of support for the that community, the entire community, especially the victims and survivors of that awful mass shooting at the end of last school year. And so here is Coach Smith talking about going to Uvalde. So they did this to us. We came down there to give them a hug and, and just be, uh, you know, football, understand that it's not the real world, but, you know, sometimes, you know, for a certain group of people, you have an attachment, you know, we, our organization specifically, you know, men's head football coach going down and getting a chance to talk to theirs, our players, talking to their players, to just get an outlet for a night. You know, football sometimes can bring a smile to people's faces, but uh, we know it's a lot bigger than that. And um, the healing process, it, it takes a while, but uh, I know it, it touched us and 
and uh, it don't hurt to uh, win a game too in that fashion the way that they did. So we're excited about them coming up this week, and any type of support we can give, our organization can do, can give. Of course, we'll do. So that was said, Coach Levy Smith talking about the team's trip to Uvalde and that support. Um, and then, of course, he did, of course, obviously, he talked about this weekend. This is the start, right? We've talked to him throughout preseason, throughout OTAs, mini camps, training camp, but now it's go time. And here he is talking about, you know, getting ready for first game of the season. New job, I should say, start with that. Uh, training camp, preseason game. For the most part, we're healthy. That's what you want. We've had a chance to see the players, to see what who we have, you know, established roles uh, for this weekend. And, uh, and we talked to the fans, excited about, you know, a full stadium here at NRG. Trying to do our job now. Playing a good opponent. You know, the Colts have been one of the team for a while. Uh, an ideal world. You want to start off at home against a division, a division opponent. So that's where we are. Take your question. So that was head coach Levy Smith on yesterday. I love his optimism um, about that whole full stadium thing. I don't know that that's what's going to happen on Sunday. We'll see. I, of course, will be there. But, you know, Houston's a great city, but it's one of those cities where if you're not, if, you're, if your record wasn't great last year, until fans kind of see something different for real, they're slow to show up. So hopefully fans will come out and support the Texans and Coach Smith. I, I believe in him as a coach and what he's doing, his staff, you know, Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator, Ted White, quarterback coach. Um, we've got this Mark back, uh, Coach Ross, who is the special teams coach. All of that going on, right? So hopefully – this team will, you know, people ask me how good will they be? I don't know, but I think they're going to be better in terms of people ask about the record. What I say is they're going to be better than what I think most folks expect. They are not going to be talking about the worst team in the league. They're not going to be vying for the top pick in the draft. So if you're hoping for that, I don't think you're going to see that. Will they win six, seven games? Could be. Could they win more? Absolutely. Uh, We'll see. We're going to see a lot about who Davis Mills is as a quarterback. We didn't see a lot in preseason, obviously, because that's not what preseason is designed to do. But defensively, they're going to be a lot better. And they weren't great against the run last year. They have um, they're they're built to create takeaways. That's what they focus on. That's that Lovey Smith mentality. They're they're better up front. Their defensive line is is going to be on point. And so here's a, a guy that you can expect to see a lot from in Jonathan Grenard, defensive lineman, who, if healthy, you might be surprised at what he does, especially when it comes to, to sacks. But here's Jonathan talking about taking on the Colts, in particular, Jonathan Taylor, uh, who was the best back in the league last year. Jonathan Taylor, the NFL lead rush from last season. Great back. I mean, great uh, balance, maturity, um, IQ level, a combination of everything. So, you know, we, we, we got our work cut out for us. We just start running. We, they'll come to us. How much do you feel like you guys have improved as a run defense since last year? And how much is the measure of state? Uh, really, we just got to execute. I mean, the, the system all gaps are pretty much gapped out and stuff like that. So, I think overall, we just execute and continue to do that. I think it'll, it'll work out for us. But as soon as we get out of our gaps and try to 
make every play. That's when we, every team gets us, especially y'all saying. You mentioned that, you know. That's Jonathan Grenard. And he's right. You know, they weren't great last year. They got to be better. Um, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see on Sunday. I mean, it is, it is go time for real. And now it's time to see what all this work that they've all been putting in, how it looks when it counts, right? Of course, you know, we know in preseason, like Lovey always says, if you keep score, you want to win. But now is when it really matters. It starts on Sunday, so we shall see. Another player I wanted you to hear from today is Jonathan Owens. Jonathan Owens is a safety. Um, he has been with this team. He's been cut like five times. He's been on the practice squad. And he's a safety. Um, he's from Western. He went to Missouri Western. He's, he's originally from St. Louis, Missouri. He made the active roster. And um, he's hoping that this is his, the year for things to start really kind of moving on his moving in his direction in terms of his career because he's been putting in the work. So I talked to him after practice yesterday about really his expectations for himself and, and what's different because he's had some injuries, but this is what he had to say to both of those. What are your expectations for yourself this season? Um, I just want to execute and I want to, I want to play a full season. You know, I haven't gotten a chance to play a full season yet. So, um, just do my job to the best of my abilities and, um, just keep giving my coaches confidence in me to, uh, you know, keep executing my job. I know one of the things for you was to be healthy, completely headed into the season. Did you do anything different in the off season, change up your routine or anything at all? Um, I bulked up a little. I definitely knew I wanted to just fulfill it last season and, Understanding how strong guys were and how much of the beat we take throughout the whole season. So I really wanted to put on a little bit more muscle mass, the shoulders, and um, just took a, took a little bit more time with film study and just knowing what I'm getting and criti critically analyzing myself from last year, seeing what I could do better and, you know, what I could do better in my eyes and everything. So. That was Jonathan Owens um, as we get ready to go into game, this game week, right? They're back to their regular routine. Um, for the most part, yeah, this year they will have their off day will be Monday instead of Tuesday. So next week will be really their real routine. So they have uh, historically been off on Tuesdays. Now they will be off on Mondays. Uh, head coach Lovey Smith will talk to the media on Monday, but the players will be off and their week will start on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll not see how it goes. That's, that is what it is. <laughs> so listen, uh, it is, as I said, it is go time. It is game time for NFL teams, for college football teams, for the Houston Astros as they make their way toward postseason and the pennant. Um, I think the last week of the regular season is the first week in October, if I'm correct. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, yes, so they in the season looks like on Tuesday, the regular season on Tuesday, October the 4th, or is it one more? Nope, on Wednesday, October the 5th, and then they'll have um, some time off because they will be the one their division. And hopefully they will continue to hold, have the best record in the American League, but they won't be in the wild card game. So the, I think the American League divisional series starts the following week, the week of October 11th. But listen, that's a ways away. They've got to get there. They want to be healthy. 
and um, they've got some things to be excited about. So we'll see. So I wanted to tell you one more time about um, I Love Jinka, but also there's another company that is that is supporting Chalk Talk. And if you are looking for skincare, facials, or any services that have to do with your skin, it's called Soham Skin. It's, it's located on east of downtown. So I guess you would call it on the east end. Soham Skin, um, Stephanie Serlin. And so I'll be letting you, telling you more about that in the coming weeks. And we also have a painting or painting company that's coming on that does commercial and home painting that is uh, supporting Chalk Talk. So listen, I encourage you to support the people that support Chalk Talk and the sponsors. That's how I'm able to do, we're able to do what we do here. So thank you in advance. If you're thinking about being a part of the, the Chalk Talk family in, in terms of sponsors, in terms of advertisers, if you want to support the work that we do here, come on board, give me a call or at least answer when I call you. But in the meantime, remember Kimmy Treats, you can go online, it's on your screen, kimmystreets.com. You can place your order today. Or if you're in Houston, you can go by Sunshine's Vegan Deli on OST and in Fifth Ward on Lockwood. And of course, we all want to be healthy. I Love Jinka is a turmeric paste. They also have vegan capsules. So if you said, I really don't want to do the paste, I've tried the paste, or I don't want to do the paste, it's easier for me to take some capsules. You can get capsules in all the same places. You can get them at HEB. You can get them online at ilovejinka.com. But if you're going into HEB and you're looking for the, the, the capsules or the pace, here's where you can find it. Here at HEB in the healthy living department, the probiotics, you can find Jinka seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you, so you'll know what you're, you'll know where to find it. It's in the healthy living section and you'll know what it looks like, right? In the capsules, they actually come in a little jar now, but you'll see it sitting right next to the paste. That is going to do it for me. We are out of time for today. I almost got it right at 45 minutes. That's my goal every week, unless we just have, unless we just have stuff that we just got to get in, right? So um, I, I know Charles, he says great ad. It is, it is a great ad. I need to have her do the ads for the other people who are um, supporting Chalk Talk. But listen, make it a great, great week. Remember, Support Texas Southern University. If you're a PV fan, support P just support the HBCUs. I say TSU because I'm in Houston, but I'm right up the street from PVU. And so my friend Bubba is the head coach of the football team. I just say get out and support these young people. And to you LSU fans again, y'all stop that threatening those young kids because I mean those young men because they lost the game. It was crazy. It was some poor coaching decisions on both sides. Um, Florida State, the fact that they even, I'm not even going to go through that. It was chaos. It was madness. They missed the extra kick, but they had missed a kick earlier. At any rate, there's no reason to have to, to, to threaten those young men because they lost a football game. We have got to do better as a group of people. <laughs> and I'm just talking about society in general. Y'all know how I feel about sports. I love it, but it, it can't be about that. And to the point to where if your team loses, and you didn't like the way it went down, that you're, you're giving them death threats so much that they have to remove 
their social media platforms. Do better, people. Also, listen, if you have not registered to vote, you still have time. We have an election this fall. I'm encouraging you now to make sure that you register. You still have time to register. It's very important that you get registered and that you vote. I'm never going to tell you who to vote for, but I am going to encourage you to vote, to get registered, and to be um, educated about the policies and the people. That's important. Vote, vote your issues. Vote what matters to you and your family. Yeah. If democracy is important to you, then then vote that direction. But I'm encouraging you to be a part of the conversation. And the way that you do that is by exercising your right to vote. Also, if you are not vaccinated for COVID, do that. It is still with us. <laughs> People are still getting COVID. People are still dying from COVID. We don't talk about it as much many because there's not the as much of the, the testing anymore. A lot of the testing is at home, but it's still out there. So if you are not vaccinated, I'm encouraging you to get vaccinated and then practice as much of the, many of the protocols as you can in terms of washing your hands and hand sanitizer. And, you know, we're, we're going out and we're, we're around people, but, you know, don't be up all up on people, right? And have them all, and if you see me, don't be all up on me either because I just need my space. Um, so not just because of COVID, but just in general. All right. So listen, thank you guys for being a part of Chalk Talk. Be sure and share the video. Um, oh, wow. He said, um, Charles said he just had his first experience with COVID. It's not fun from what I'm told. I am blessed that I have not had it yet, but I know so many people who have, uh, family and friends. So make sure that you do what you can do your part. And remember, do something kind for yourself and do something kind for somebody else. I'll see you next Tuesday right back here on Chalk Talk. And remember, share this broadcast on whichever platform you're watching it and follow me on my other social media platforms to keep up what's happening between now and next Tuesday. Make it a great week, make it a great day, and I will see you on Chalk Talk.